Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I'm so excited today to welcome my new friend, Susie Holman. Welcome to the show. I don't think I'm your new friend, Julie. I've been your friend for years. Okay. My old friend then. <laughs> you just didn't know it. Well, now I know. I'm, I'm thrilled. Susie is a coach and a business owner, and she has an amazing Instagram. It's at Susie Holman. So check her out there. So I'm excited to uh, to chat with you today, Susie. What is your question for me? Oh, man. You know, so I'm so excited to have a place to chat because being a person on Instagram, there's always so many questions and I don't feel like my platform is the place for this, this, and I feel like yours is just such a beautiful container for women to come to. It has a place of safety. So I'm just so grateful for you. And something I'm super, super excited to ask you is because I've been having this worry that I have, I've recently stopped wearing my garments and I feel the worry that people now think I'm unsafe. That is like some of the vibe I get off Instagram. Like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I thought you were one of us and now you're not. And now like, can I even trust you? And that, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your biggest fear about that? So they think you're unsafe. And so then what? You know, I, I'm like in the leadership space. I'm in a leadership space. And I think that people, um, I feel like I need them to feel safe with me. Mm -hmm. And, um, me going through changes I know makes others maybe feel unsteady. Mm-hmm. in themselves. And I yeah. don't ever want to be something that causes unsteadiness. I know that it is, it is an inevitability. It, it, it is kind of funny. It's a funny juxtaposition because in some areas of their life, I want them to feel completely unsteady. I want them <laughs> to like get out of their comfort zones and unsteady things and shake it up. But then this, in this space, mm-hmm. in that unsteadiness, especially being someone like who has felt the unsteady, it doesn't feel good. So yeah. I worry about that unsteadiness, causing unsteadiness in others. Okay. So what if you do cause some unsteadiness? What if you Mm. do prompt some people to ask questions or to feel a little bit less comfortable? Mm. Mm. That's a really good question. I think in some ways I would, I want that, but then Mm -hmm. I'm a little scared of that. Mm -hmm. And I think that some of that is my, like, I think that's like so much Mormon culture talking through me in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want everybody to like me and feel safe with me and think I'm nice and kind. And, <laughs> and yeah, you just I kind of want to, you also want to be right and you want to be good. And- yeah. Yeah. So there's probably a loss that you're experiencing mm-hmm. of like the, the automatic LDS bond, like, oh, I can trust you. You're, yes. you know, yes. and so That's there's it. a, they're skeptical, right? So That's it. you may be grieving that automatic in with that people. is a thousand percent it yes yes <laughs> of course yeah it because you're changing and so you yeah. are going to that changes your relationships including your online relationships mm, and those good. are real relationships yes and so there's a loss 
Mm, that makes sense. A group of people will not automatically trust you anymore. Mm, yeah, that's it. And how does that feel? Just kind of sit with that. Sitting with that, it's it feels scary. Honestly, it feels scary. I have yeah. a really big LDS following. And it is such an unfortunate sadness to me that in, in literally a change of my clothing, that my beliefs are judged and they don't really know. And that's just a sadness for me, but that is also just the reality of our culture. Yeah. And very, a very unfortunate part, right? Totally. Yeah. 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 So do you want to talk a little bit more about kind of the, the sadness and the, the judgment that you're feeling? Uh, yeah. You know, I'd love to talk more about that. I, I feel like it, in some ways I feel joy about it. And mm-hmm. in some ways I feel sad. Isn't that funny that it can be such a double-sided thing? Mm-hmm. That is really normal. Mm, that's and, good. And the ability to hold joy and sadness at mm. the same time is mm. a really important skill. Mm. because very few things are all one or all the other. Right. That makes sense. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I think it's, it's funny because like what I wish people would know and understand and what Mm -hmm. I wish we could change, Julie, I wish we could change that. You can't know someone's heart by knowing their shorts. Like you can't, Yeah. you can't. And I actually am interested in how do we change that dialogue? Mm. Because like, I am still within the LDS faith, but I'm also, I, I say I have one foot firmly planted in. And the other, I have discovered a Jesus that is not a Jesus I've ever known. And I've discovered Mm -hmm. that through like an evangelical Christian church Mm -hmm. that is changing the way I see Jesus. And Mm -hmm. like, I used to always talk to these people that were like hair on fire, whipping out Jesus in every conversation, praise the Lord. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want this fire for Jesus Mm -hmm. that I haven't felt. And so I discovered this other, I bravely walked into this other church actually mm-hmm. after feeling like complete shame. Like I, I mm-hmm. literally Julie sat in the parking lot and I'm like, please tell me father, like if I'm doing something bad, like, please mm-hmm. tell me. And I walked in and I, we listened. It was like rock music. Mm-hmm. It was so fun, but like, it was like literally rocking out for Jesus. And I had this like vision given to me of like, I was running with these metal braces on my legs and I was trying to run towards Jesus. And then as I was listening to that music, like I saw those braces fall off. Wow. That's powerful. It was so powerful. Mm. And I felt like what actually happened to me in that moment was like a just a freedom in what I was running towards Mm -hmm. and how I was running. And so when I say joy, like an absolute hair on fire for Jesus, joy Mm. is what I'm feeling right now. But that has also come at the loss of like, some of my belief system. And that's tough. That's really tough. And it's really, it's really brave. Thank you. And combining different faith traditions can be really challenging. Yeah. Really, you know, because that's not, that's not the, the LDS way, right? (laughs) It's not the framework we're taught. Like that's not not okay. Yes. So one thing that has been like the most beautiful discovery to me is that like, I always thought other churches are wrong. Like we are the true one, which is like uh, the whore of the earth is actually how it was described to me that like Mm -hmm. other churches were an abomination. 
Mm. So when I walked into this church and felt the braces of my relationship with Jesus fall off, it came to me that like, we're actually all branches of the same tree of Jesus Christ. Right. And that was a huge revelation to me because I actually thought we were like, we're on this tree on this right tree and everybody else is on another tree. And it's like, Mm. no, we're all in the same branch that is Jesus. Right. Right. Wow. But combining, but combining the two, our kids are like, wow, this is interesting because we spent half our time going to this fun rock church that mm-hmm. is absolutely transformative to how we talk about Jesus and how we kind of drop some of the formality of God and really more of the, just the, in our everyday the type personal. Vibe. Yeah, the it's personal. personal. Yeah. It's just, but it is, I'm not going to lie, leading some confusion. Like, how do we pray? Because at this church, we say, be thou thy. And at this church, you're just talking to a bud. And mm-hmm. that's been an interesting trying to navigate. Okay. First within myself and my husband, we're so lucky to be on this journey together. Yeah. But first I had to figure it out for myself before I can teach my kids. So <laughs> it's tricky. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll have to learn what's appropriate in which context. Mm-hmm. Right. They're they're kind I of don't know. I, I don't know. I kind of was thinking like what's appropriate, but now I'm kind of like you know what kids like you, your relationship, however you say it and express it with Jesus is always appropriate. Mm, I love that. And if you want to clap your hands and jump for joy for Jesus, like we do at this church at the Mormon church, do it. We could mm. use a little of that shake up. Mm-hmm. Let's raise our hands for Jesus and pray. Love it. I mean, no, are they brave enough to do that? Heck no. Either. Or right. Not right. A chance. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. Wow. What a journey. It's been absolutely incredible. It's been something I've been on for about five years. Mm. And then something happened this year when 11 months ago, my best friend's husband died. Mm. And um, it was, it was suddenly and tragic. And where I thought I could, I would go to church for comfort. It was not where I was finding it. Mm. And I, I'd been kind of feeling this. Honestly, I would, I had started my journey five years ago and I would have conversations with some of my thoughts and feelings with people I trusted and people like leaders and they never really and made me feel better. Mm. So I stopped having them. I stopped having them. I was like, okay, these aren't safe conversations. These are actually making me feel worse. Mm. What I'm not looking to do is feel further from God and Jesus. I'm looking to feel closer. But when, when Ryan died, it was like, I have no choice. I have got to find my Jesus. I have got to find God in something and I think I was led to that little gray church that mm. took the braces off. Wow. Wow. So I I went to an evangelical Christian school growing up. Wow. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So, what? and I grew up on a steady diet of Christian pop and rock. Like that's was my thing. And, yes. and I still listen to a lot of Christian music and- yes. So I have a fond place in my heart too. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love music. That music is moving. Mm-hmm. I tell my kids, I said, I, if there's no, there's no right or wrong way to worship Jesus. It's like, I said, okay, when we go to the Mormon church, we worship in our hearts and we worship quiet and we worship inward. And we go to this, we get to worship Jesus loud mm-hmm. and we get to worship proud and out with our bodies. And I think there's a place for both, yeah. at least in my, at least in my family. And within me, there's a place for both. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Let's go back to your question. How do we change the judgment culture? Yes. Can we? Can we? I'm 
Let me tell you, I am trying yeah, my darnest. So yes, you are. I see you trying. I'm, it's like, let's turn that to ourselves. Let If you're judging yeah. other people's clothing, look at your, look inside, look, look at the, the beam before the moat, right? Yeah. I think as, as hundreds and thousands of individuals start taking responsibility for themselves and going, Ooh, I have this judgment. I want, I want to work on this. I think that's how we change it. It's just person by person going, actually, my judgment is the greater sin than mm-hmm. them wearing shorter shorts than I think they should wear. Like mm-hmm. my judgment mm-hmm. is the problem mm-hmm. for me, right? Th- their yeah, journey, their journey good. is your journey. It's yours. Yes. And really taking responsibility for our own judgments. I mean, have you we are judgmental. We are yeah. awful sometimes. Yes. Which, you know, is another one of those really gorgeous things that has happened to my life mm. is, so I grew up in Rexburg, Idaho. So oh, wow. uh, 96% of people are the, are Mormon, 96, 96. Wow. They did a study in the eighties that said it was the most homogenous group of people in America. Wild. That wow. is Rexburg, Idaho. So uh, really, really that kind of the same, same ways of thinking. And I think I grew up kind of like with some of the church stuff as a bowl of spaghetti. And like some of the sauce got mixed in and some of the strands, I'm like, that is beautiful doctrine. And some I'm like, that strand is culture and that strand is doctrine. And I actually love that you are like, okay, guys, this is how we actually can separate. And mm-hmm. I think that separating that bowl of spaghetti piece by piece is something that I'm going to probably do for my entire life. Yeah. But what I have learned, have you heard about the vibrational scale? Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely obsessed with the fact that like, okay, the bottom, the bottom we can vibrate is shame and fear and guilt and grief. And then it moves up to like anger and it moves up to dissatisfaction, frustration. Then we can get up to contentment. And at the very top is like faith, positive belief, joy, passion. And I realized for me that I was operating in so many of my beautiful Mormon beliefs, actually from a lower place on that ladder, a mm. place of guilt, a place of guilt about what I was wearing, a place of fear that I wasn't going to be with my family forever. And what happened when I was I came, I, I'm so grateful for this rebirth of my connection with Jesus was all of these measuring sticks that I was like, never living up to, mm-hmm. never living up to the ministry. <laughs> I was like the worst ministering sister in the history of all the church members. That would be me not living up to, <laughs> to certain measuring sticks that I had placed on myself that I feel like what Jesus did is he came and he took his eraser and he's like, Hey girlfriend, we don't need these measuring sticks. It's just me and you right here. Mm. It's just me and you. And so now, now the things I do, I feel like I do them from the top of the ladder, from a place of service and instead of a place of guilt. And if I could like help people have that shift of like, of why judging out of a place of like judgment, that's extremely low ladder. That is like a low ladder vibration. But if you can take that judgment and even turn it into compassion, then that is a higher vibration. If you can't come all the way up to like, I love that person. That's great. Mm-hmm. At least, at least come up the ladder a little to compassion for someone. Does that or, make sense? Yeah, I love it. And I, I say, come up the ladder and just be curious. If all you curious. can do is be curious, yes. you don't have to accept or love. Just, no. just be nope. curious instead of judgmental. Yes. Like, hi, I wonder what's going on with this person and why they made that. Huh? I'm sure there's a story there. Yes. And, Instead of, oh my 
goodness, can you believe so-and-so doesn't totally. go to church or they're not wearing their garments yeah. or they, I saw them in a two-piece or whatever it is. Yes. It's none of our business, other people's. Mm-hmm. And I think we get that wrong in our culture. Mm-hmm. We think mm-hmm. everybody else's spiritual journey is our responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what I've learned from being a parent is that not even my kids' spiritual journey is my responsibility. Is your responsibility. <laughs> They're on their own journey. Wow. And I don't how, have to. How has that been? Oh, it's freeing. If you have been able to release yourself from their journey, because something that I feel worried about is that, am I screwing up my kids' journey? Yes, we all are. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the truth, right? they're going to get some really great stuff from us and they're going to get some really dark stuff from us. And there's yeah. no way around it. That's just how Life. this thing works. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think we, we do our best, but really the key that I've come to is like you were saying, the highest vibration is love. Mm, totally. That is, that is why love. we're here. That is why we have families to learn how to love mm. and I've had some experiences in my family where I had to let go of control and just go, you know what? My job is to love. And of course, we have the responsibility to teach values yes. and to have some kind of scaffolding so they're not just out there you know, floating, floating around. around. Right. But I think if we have that love for our children, that's, that's where they're going to unfold and flourish. It's not control and fear and now. And how much better because that vibrational scale, like we are vibrational beings. Like our Mm -hmm. first language was not English. It was literally vibration. Mm -hmm. And we can feel when our parents are giving us love, the vibration of love, or they're giving us the vibration of like, uh, you should feel like uh, the vibration of fear and worry. And like that is, that feels different in our bodies. I love what you said, like if you can come up to curiosity, even for people, but I think that truly through Jesus, we can come up from curiosity to love. Mm-hmm. I think only having a desire to take that to love from curiosity to love. I think you can do it. I think we can do it. Oh, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And that is the, the number one gift of being a therapist for so long is I can hear I can see someone and I find myself judging. I can go, oh, curiosity. And I can make up a story that makes this person make sense. And mm-hmm. I'm probably pretty on track you know, after wow. so many years to go, oh, I'm wondering, you know, um, for all I know, that person just had a major loss in their life. I can't judge them for, you know, I just kind wow, of make up I love that. And I then love I can feel tool. love. I, 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 I just make it up. Tool. I'm taking that tool with me, Julie. Seriously. That's powerful. It is so powerful. Someone cuts you off and you're like, gosh, they're really, something's really important to them right now. So much so that they're not aware of other people. That must be really important. And then you can just send love and freedom. What a better vibe. Like truly, what a better vibration. I love that. It helps me when I, especially when I start judging. Thank you for that. To go to the curiosity and and make up a story that makes, that allows me to love them Mm. and understand and have compassion. 
Well, okay. I'm, I'm curious because how do we do that to ourselves? Because I was that girl. I was mm. that girl seeing other people not wear their garments. Be like, oh, Corinne, did you know that she'd have blah, blah, blah? Mm-hmm. How do I, you know, like forgive that? That I, I just need to forgive that judgment, past judgments of myself. Yeah. How? How? Does that question make sense? Yes. I think it is the same process that we just talked about. Mm. It's curiosity and, and empathy and understanding empathy. yourself. I love that. Like, of course she was judgmental. She mm. was taught that in her culture. The mm. younger version of me was taught that, or that was modeled mm. by mm. family members or so mm. of course. And I'm so proud of her that she grew out of that. And isn't that amazing? You know, I love having empathy for the like less evolved version of me. I love that thought, Julie. I love that. And I need to give that compassion to that, that, that younger version of me. Cause we, we're all wow. in a journey. We're on mm-hmm. a journey of growth. And the fact that you used to be judgmental and now you're less so it's mm-hmm. like, feel good that you're, you're yeah. growing. That's a good that direction. Good. That does feel good. It really does. Yeah. Way to go. I love that. Thank you. And I think, again, that's like each of us saying, I am going to watch for this judgment. I am going Mm. to take responsibility. I am going to respond with compassion. I'm going to respond with empathy. That's how we change the culture. Mm. That's how we change the culture. Mm -hmm. And we all know that. We obviously have to change it in ourselves first. Right. And then we can be that model or light or in your your words higher vibrational mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. and then that leads the way for other people i think so and i think what's cool about that is that like that can just be felt that doesn't actually have to be something that's said you don't yeah. have to say it. by the way i see that your clothes are changing and i just want you to know that i love you and i see you and i blah 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 like that's that is awesome that is beautiful But I also think that in like, when you are around someone, you can feel, you can feel Mm -hmm. just through their presence and their true vibrations. And I think that that's such a gift. Yeah. And don't we all just want to be loved and understood and accepted? 100%. 100%. Wherever we are. And I, I just, I just think we can do better with ourselves and with other people. Definitely. I I have one other thing that I had that has been on my mind and that is. Remember I said, Jesus kind of came in and he erased all of those measuring sticks for me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we don't, we don't need to be doing this measuring that, like going back to that empathy for myself Yeah. and these measuring sticks that I think us as Mormon women are so good at measuring ourselves by mm-hmm. that. Like Jesus is like, I, you don't, you don't have to work your way to me guys. You don't, you can put down the shovel and you can just open your hands and receive my love. You don't have to earn it. And that was like such a massive shift for me. I felt like I'd been trying to earn it my whole life. And like, I can't earn any more or less of Jesus. It is just there for my taking. And when I realized like, Jesus, these measuring sticks make me feel really bad. He's like, we just give them to me, give them to me and I will take them. Mm. And like, truly that has been the most life-changing thought for me that I don't have Mm. to work. I don't have to work for Jesus's love. Right. And 
I wonder if any of the people listening feel a little bit like they've had to work to get that love as well. Oh, I bet they do. And I I think that's just beautiful. I'm so glad that you shared that. Thank you. And I I totally wholeheartedly agree that our heavenly parents love and Jesus love is unconditional. Like we do not it's there. We do not have to do anything. Mm-mm. And our value doesn't change whether no. we make a choice that's aligned with with you know our beliefs or if we go against what we believe. Yes. It doesn't change our value to them. The most powerful thing I've been teaching to my children and and therefore obviously teaching to myself and right. I have to because I was such a measuring stick Mormon I was, I give, I'm now giving empathy to measuring sick Mormon Susie, but like also in saying like, there is nothing I can do that could make God love me more or less. Mm -hmm. It's something that I repeat and I have my kids repeat. There's nothing I can do that would make God love me more or less. It is always the same. I love it. I love it. Well, Susie, what are you going to take away from our conversation today? Oh my gosh, that empathy for, I have felt, I have truly felt guilt Mm. over like less evolved Susie. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I hate that I was a judgment girl. I hate that I was a measuring sick Mormon. I hate that that was like a part of me, but truly that empathy for, for that girl is actually going to sit with me because as you talk about that vibrational ladder from that place of guilt to this place of compassion for myself. Like I feel that energy shift through this conversation Mm. and I want to thank you so much for that. Oh, you're welcome. You are so welcome. You're so welcome. Thank Thank you you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story and your journey. It's beautiful. You're beautiful. And I I feel the love that you exude just in, in conversations, but also online and kind of circling back to what we talked about at the beginning you are going to make some people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And what if that's not a bad the worst thing? thing? Yeah. What if it's not even a bad thing? What if they need to feel uncomfortable? Maybe it's a good thing. I said, I said, you know, like going back to me and my vibrations, I, I prayed a prayer before this. I said, even if Julie and I's words aren't perfect, please like make our vibration perfect and reach and hit how it needs to hit and who mm. it needs to hit. And I think I need to give myself a little bit more of that online is mm-hmm. a trust and yeah. trust that same, that same prayer that like, even if my words aren't perfect, even when I don't show up perfect, that it will, it will reach how it's supposed to. I love that. Thank you again, Susie, for taking the time so to talk with yes. me today. Thank you for being a pioneer for all of us. Truly like you are pioneer children sing as they walked and walked and walked and walked. You are a pioneer for so many women and there's so many people looking to you. And I'm super, super, super grateful for that. Oh, thank so, you. That's so, so kind. Thank you. Keep blazing trails. I know that blazing trails comes with the discomfort of going first, Julie. Yeah. Like I know that from personal experience, like you're you the do. one that's, you're, you're stepping on the rattlesnakes. You are walking barefoot through thorns and sagebrush and it's uncomfortable as heck. Yeah. And thanks for keeping to push it. And anybody who's listening, who might be the first in their family to be a pioneer in some way, I think just like telling them that like this discomfort is real. Mm-hmm. It, it's real. It gets yeah. easier though. As your feet get a little stronger, Yeah, you'll get a little stronger. I love so thanks that. for being a pioneer for all of us. Thank you, Susie. 
Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Alrighty. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.